1000 rings, 1000 rings, 1000 rings. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Top 1000 Radio. I'm your host, Chris Naren, and this is Song Battle number 17, episode 18. Uh, we're going to have a special guest coming up in a moment. My friend, good friend Patrick Caldwell, my old podcast uh, partner, and he's going to weigh in on tonight's uh, song battle, and he's also going to be letting us know what he's been up to lately. So let's get to our song notes. Double Trouble, the fourth album from Leonard Skinner, Give Me Back My Bullets, 1975. Written by Ronnie Van Zant and Alan Collins. It peaked at number 80 on the charts. According to the book Whiskey Bottles and Brand New Cars, The Fast Life and Sudden Death of Leonard Skinner by Mark Rybowski, the genesis for the song came from a time when Gary Rosington was in jail with Van Zant, and he asked him how many times he'd been arrested, to which Van Zant answered 11. Rosington replied, Man, Ronnie, you're just double trouble. Eleven times I was busted. Eleven times I've been to jail. Clearwater Revival, written by John Fogarty, the lead single from Green River, 1969. The song describes the plight of a down-and-out musician who, who, whose career has landed him playing gigs in the town of Lodi, pronounced Lodi, a small agricultural community in California's Central Valley, located 35 miles southeast of Sacramento, 75 miles northeast of Fogarty's hometown of El Cerrito. After playing in local bars, the narrator finds himself stranded and unable to raise bus or train fare to leave. Fogarty later said he had never actually visited Lodi before writing this song and simply picked it for the song because it had the coolest sounding name. The song chorus, Oh Lord, Stuck in Lodi Again, has been the theme of several city events in Lodi. Of course it has. Fogarty stated, On Lodi, I saw a much older person than I was because it's sort of a tragic telling. A guy stuck in a place where people really don't appreciate him. Since I was beginning at the beginning of a good career, I was hoping that wouldn't happen to me. Lodi has been covered by many musicians, including Tesla, Emmylou Harris, Tom Jones, Buck Owens, the Flying Burrito Brothers, Bo Diddley, and Eric Church. <laughs> Revolution, 1968 White Album by The Beatles, written by John Lennon, credited to the Lennon-McCartney Partnership. It peaked at number 12. From Info Galactic, inspired by political protests in early 1968, Lennon's lyric expressed sympathy with the need for social change, but doubt in regard to the violent tactics espoused by members of the New Left. Despite his bandmates' reservations, he pers persevered with the song and insisted it be included on their next single. When released in August, the song was viewed by the political left as a betrayal of their cause and a sign that the Beatles were out of step with radical elements of the counterculture. The release of Revolution 1 in November 
indicated Lenin's uncertainty about destructive change, with the phrase count me out recorded instead as count me out in. Lenin was stung by the criticisms he received from the New Left and subsequently espoused the need for Marxist revolution, particularly with his 1971 single, Power to the People. In one of the final interviews he gave before his death in 1980, however, he reaffirmed the pacifist sentiments expressed in revolution. In 1987, the song became the first Beatles recording to be licensed for a television commercial, which prompted a lawsuit from surviving members of the group. Acid Head, track seven from Vanishing Lessons, Tourniquet's fourth studio album, 1994, Luke Easter's first album with the band. The song's lyrics depict mistaking water for sulfuric acid because the chemical compound seems close, a metaphor for how selfish motives are corrosive. Think I Like It, track 8 from Third Stage, Boston's third studio album, 1986. It'll go on to be certified four times platinum. Recorded at Boston co-founders Tom Schultz Hideaway Studio over a long, strained six-year period. Schultz and vocalist Brad Delp were the only original members besides the drummer on the, on the album. From Info Galactic. After winning a legal battle with Epic Records, Schultz switched Boston to the MCA record label. It is the first Boston recording to use the Rockman guitar processor invented by Schultz. No orchestral sounds or synthesizers are on the album. song notes and we are here with my good friend patrick caldwell happy saint patrick's day patrick oh why thank you and at least i'm not identified with that stupid starfish for a day <laughs> well i promise this is the this is the one day of the year that i'm not gonna pronounce your name with an irish accent the rest of the year all bets are off okay all right so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the you know the the numbers that I normally do I don't know if you've listened to an episode yet but uh, um, I usually go through uh, whoever's going to replace the last episode's loser and in this okay. case yeah in this case I don't know have you looked at the polls at all uh, no I did not I okay. didn't know there were polls so you can yeah 
So you can either access the polls. I had them at, at the other place. You know what I'm talking about. But I yeah. I, I stopped posting those there because no one, <laughs> no one there is listening anyway. And they, you know, they, they screw everything up. Uh, so the, the Instagram poll. So uh, I put them on Instagram. And now I'm going to start putting them on Twitter. Um, okay. So. So anyway, we'll we'll figure all that out later. But basically, yesterday, um, little sister by Elvis lost out. Okay, which is okay. crazy given you know what. A, are you a huge Elvis fan? No, not really. I okay. mean, I'm ambivalent on the guy. Okay, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I've been a you know I grew up thinking he was a member of the family. So <laughs> so it was a little. I was gonna say that. that- couldn't have anything to do with your location and, and timing, could it? A little so. bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was probably conceived at, at an Elvis concert. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so the three choices were Georgia satellites. Uh, you remember them? Yep. Okay. Santana. Remember them? Okay. okay. Yep. <laughs> and a band you've probably never heard of called the Crucified, which was a a Christian. Um, Thrash metal, they were probably more towards like hardcore punk. Right. Um, we, we, I've seen them several times. Great band. Uh, one of the, you know, great memories from the early 90s kind of thing. So, anyway, Santana, right. Santana came out on top on, on the polls. They got uh, six votes at Instagram, zero at the other place because I didn't do a poll. <laughs> uh, no, but the Twitter poll, uh, Georgia Satellites is the only other band that got a, they got one vote. Uh, at the Twitter okay. poll. The Twitter poll is kind of new, so. Um, but so Santana is going to get it, and I'm going to replace Little Sister with All I Ever Wanted by Santana, which is, okay. to me, a song where if I'm listening to that on the on the freeway, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to pretend I'm Dale Earnhardt and <laughs> not be dead for a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, so today we... Pit uh, Double Trouble by Leonard Skinner. Are you a Skinner yep. fan? Yep. Okay, good. Uh, in fact, you you look like a Skinner fan. Thank like you. When, when people think of Leonard Skinner fan, <laughs> my boy Patrick looks just like it. Uh, yeah, great. I look like a Prince fan, I think. You know, because I wear <laughs> I wear purple and I have the... No, I don't look like it. Uh, going up against Lodi by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Uh, yep. Big CCR yep. fan. Big CCR fan. Okay, so. great. Uh, Revolution won by the Beatles. Okay, I like Revolution. Okay. That rendition, I'm not quite so sure about. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll talk about that. Acid Head by Tourniquet. I doubt you've ever heard of Tourniquet. Um, I have heard of Tourniquet, oh, okay. but I had never heard any of their stuff till I listened to Acid Head. Okay. You probably heard of them from me then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I Think I Like It by Boston. Are you a Boston fan? happens to be a oh. huge Boston fan. Oh, okay. So. All right. So, all right. So, uh, I, I kind of noted, you know, I've been looking, I haven't done this in, in any of the previous episodes, but, uh, uh, I was looking at this one to see if I could find some sort of, some sort of theme run through. Cause these are all random. You know, I pick these right. off. I have a song of a thousand, you know, a list of thousand songs. And I, I just pick them at random using a random number generator. So, um, the, the order they're in, everything is just random. Okay. But I did, I did notice kind of a little bit of a, it's almost like a little dialectic going on here. Okay. Double trouble in Lodi. You have two songs where the, the singer is in misery, you know, they're in a miserable situation, right? Yeah. You know, so double trouble is, is about, uh, Ronnie Van Zant, you know, being in jail 11 times. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, you know, he's just talking about all the horrible things in his life that led him to, you know, be that way. Um, and by the way, the, you know, just a song fact that I, I left off the, the, the package was, uh, this is the first uh, song of Skinner's, I think, where they include the Honkettes, which is the backup singers, including yeah, Cassie. Yeah, I noticed they had much more of a, we'll call it a southern blues type, you know, vibe to it going on. So Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, so anyway, you got that, and you got Lodi, which is you know one of my favorite Credence songs yep. ever. Yep. Um, and he's miserable, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, he's stuck you in know Lodi. What? I think 
I think to even really understand that song, you have to have been at some point in Lodi. Right. Okay. Which which he had never been, but he figured it out somehow. <laughs> yep. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. So you got these two guys, and then you've got Revolution by the Beatles, which is talking about you know rebellion and re- uh, revolutionary change and all that stuff. Right. right? Now. Uh, the boomer cons, you know, the folks at the other place, you know, they'll, they'll, it's a, that's a conservative song, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> but it's kind of like, it's saying, oh, the problem, you know, if they were talking to the characters in Double Trouble and Lodi, they would say, you know, the problem's the system, man. It's not, it's not you, man. It's the system. Okay. Yeah. Right. You agree? No, I don't agree with okay. that at all. Okay. Why? It's always you. What's that? I said, your problem is always you. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, so, yeah, so you agree with me that, 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 yes. uh, right, okay. Yes, I, I do agree that that's kind of, that's yeah. the take on that's it. That's the so. take, okay. And then you get Acid Head by Tourniquet, which is the other side, you know, it's given the other side, which, you know, it's about selfishness. It's about how, right. how it's corrosive. That's the, the metaphor they're using there. Um, and, you know, like out of all the songs on the list, on the out of all five, this one sticks out like a sore thumb, right? You know, all yeah. the all the other ones are kind of in that album-oriented classic rock. I was you gonna know. say you should have seen my wife's eyebrow raised when you went from, you know, that mellow version of the Beatles' Revolution to Acid Head. Right. <laughs> but she here's. Said, I don't, I don't think those two should be back about <laughs> right so here's here's the here's the 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 kind of theme that i got out of it is that you know that's christianity christianity sticks out like a sore thumb yeah you know and it's harsh <laughs> it's harsh if you're yeah, it is. it's very harsh if you're looking for excuses you know for why you are the way you are it's a uh, you know yeah it, go somewhere else okay <laughs> right right it rubs you raw and then we end with i think i like it by boston which the lyrics of that song kind of synthesizes the two and says, Hey, just think positive. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I look around and you know, everything's not so bad. Uh, you know, I think I like it. <laughs> so I, I just, I, I was thinking about that on my, uh, my slow crawl home had plenty of time to think. And when you have that much time, you come up with silly uh, little threads like what that. What time did you hit the pass? Oh gosh, I was uh, I was on it probably by three o'clock. You know, I stopped by Bevmo obviously on you know because it's St. Patrick's Day, and I picked up a bottle of Last Name Brewing Shameless McDell Green Irish <laughs> Red Beer. Okay. okay, and it's green in spirit only, according to the label. No artificial yeah. colors added. It's green in that I think it said it's green because it. Uh, it, it uses, I don't know, organic barley or some nonsense like that. But I have, I haven't tasted it yet. What do you got in front of you? Uh, I don't have anything except a Guinness. Oh, okay, okay. I picked up a couple of those. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna test this right quick. Oh wow! All right, that's... So if you wretch, then I don't. No, it's, it's not. It's 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 anything to be pursued. It's a little a little bit uh, bitter, but I like bitter actually. Yeah. Uh, I I don't like the the IPA hoppy you know thing and um, it, yeah. I, I mean it's bright and uh, yeah it's it seems drinkable so I like it. <laughs> I like it. Okay. So anyway, I think I like it as Boston would say. <laughs> so how would you rank these these five? All right. Um... I'm going to go up there with, uh, Lodi is obviously my favorite. Okay. Um, uh, I think, um, Leonard Skinner would come in a second. I really like the vibes on that one. Okay. Um. And you probably uh, relate to it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm going to go in with like. I know the revolution is going to be at the dead bottom. Okay. So then the the other two, I think maybe my wife will kill me if I don't pick Boston first, but I kind of like Acid Head better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, so, okay. So you went Lodi, Double Trouble, uh, Acid Head, I think I like it, and Revolution. 
Okay, that's crazy. Okay, because we're almost exactly the same. All right. So my 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 number. I always start with the second place song, and I leave the winner and the loser for the last. So my second place song is just like yours, double double trouble. All right. And then I picked uh, in my third place. I I, I went with uh, I think I like it by Boston. In uh, fourth place, I picked Acid Head, and so that leaves Lodi and Revolution. And I th- think there's no drama whatsoever. <laughs> Here, I, yeah, Lodi's the big winner, and Revolution is going to get kicked to the curb, okay? Well, um, I was, like I said, we were both listening to that, and, and my wife looked at me, and she said, this is the slowest rendition I've right. ever heard. Yeah, I mean, I, I I looked for the other rendition, and it's probably on there, but right. something in my something in my head said, it don't it's not worth it, you know? So it's like, you know, maybe a few boomers listen to this, uh, the show, but, um, I'm over the, I'm over the boomer stuff, you know, yeah. revolution. It was, it was actually kind of funny. Cause you know, she was looking just, so we're listening to it. And I said, I looked over her and I go, somebody needs to tell the Beatles that the Thompson twins did it better. So. <laughs> yeah yeah i saw that i saw that when i was reading up on it that they had covered it they probably did yeah and it's you know uh the band was was probably right to get upset that they used it in a nike commercial because that is the <laughs> ultimate convergence of boomer corporate you know uh hubris and and uh using that music hey we're we're revolutionaries too, you know. This big well, corp, big corporation. We're all about yeah. <laughs> bringing the system down. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, but let's let's be realistic here. Most artists I know, unless they've made it to Beatles status, most artists I know, if you offer them a big bag of cash, they're going to take it. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. All right, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, parties they may put their foot down and go. I don't care how much you yeah, offer me, no. You yeah, know? yeah. There, there are a few exceptions out there, but yeah, for the most part, yeah. you know. So, all right. So that means that Revolution has to be replaced, and the three bands that my random number generator spit out were the Almond Brothers Band. Okay, okay, I remember them. Okay, do you like the Almond Brothers? Well, I mean, I grew up on them. My dad and mom listened to them. You okay. know. So. <laughs> All right, ought to be a couple of songs in. Uh, a band from the '90s called Fastball. I don't Never know if you remember. The, yeah, okay. So they had a couple of hits back in the '90s. Uh, you might recognize one of them. Um, there's a couple of songs that I'd like to see on the list. Um, and then, of course, Van Halen. They're back. Uh, they didn't make. Well, they did. They we actually have had Van Halen uh, win a Challengers poll once, and I would have bet that they're probably the favorite this time again. Um, I don't know if you're. Are you a big fan, Van Halen fan? Yeah, I like Van Halen. Okay, cool, cool. Did you uh, Did you cry when Eddie Van Halen died? No. Oh, okay. All right. So you're not you're not that big of a Van Halen. Fan, no, I'm right? not that big of a fan. In fact, you could pretty much insert any pop culture icon in there, and if they died, I okay. So you were you weren't be heartbroken. Okay. You didn't take the day off when Gary Rosington died a couple of weeks ago. No. Oh, no. Okay. I didn't either, but I took a day you off know, late, if, later. If, if they're a for, pipe smoker, I might like take my hat off and hold it over my arm okay. for a few seconds. <laughs> but that's about as far as I go. <laughs> All right. All right. So that pretty much does it for the uh, the musical portion of this. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you've been up to? Uh, I know you got something going at work that might be interesting to folks. Oh, well, that was actually, that was. I think the biggest Hail Mary that I've ever thrown in my life. Oh, boy. Which was about a year ago. Actually, it was right about this time. Um, our corporate Toyota has allowed us to have a Christian business partnering group. Mm-hmm. All right, which was like unfreaking heard of. Right. Um, yeah, we have to do a lot of tap dancing around, you know, with all the other business partnering groups, but, you know. We have, a, we have a foot in the door, let's say. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So we were looking for something to really kind of like bring people in and have like a really good. And I said, you know, let me reach out. I go, I follow a lot of apologists online. Let me, I said, let me find out some that are local and see what I can do. So 
I sent Detective J. Warner Wallace a email and mm. said, hey, would you like – I said, would you be available to come out and speak to um, our facility? Mm-hmm. I said, there's there's a million negatives in it. I said, it would have to be like a 35-minute presentation because, you know, we only get a 45-minute lunch. Um, we're near dead broke, so we can't pay, pay you all that much. Um, I said, you know, but I said we can give you a tour of a, you know, what 27 years ago used to be a world-class facility, but it's kind of like, you know, Showing her age now. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. You, you, one of the biggest corporations in the world, and you couldn't pay this guy ten thousand dollars. No. Okay, that's a subject for another. Yeah, <laughs> this, 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 that would we'd have to like steal from other business oh, parking groups okay. to get that kind of budget. Okay, I got you. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, he said, "Yeah, let's do it." He said, "I'm, I'm already booked this year." He said, "But give me." Uh, and so right about Christmas, I said, hey, it's not the new year yet, but I said, and he said, yeah, let's do this. And so uh, back on February 16th, he came out to our facility um, and gave a, a, a really nice talk on is science and religion compatible, mm. um, specifically is science and Christianity pass- mm-hmm. compatible. And he basically showed where, yeah, not only uh, have have we always been compatible, but we're the whole single, almost solitary reason for the scientific endeavor today, mm-hmm. because it was out of that that Christian theology, that idea that God is rational. He has made this world and everything through rational laws and rational behavior. So we can learn something about him by studying basically the physical world. All right. And he Mm -hmm. goes through there and he shows like all the people who did how the, like a a timeline of the scientific, you know, rise of scientific revolution. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's not smooth. There's like little bumps. There's like jumps. Right. Right. And it plateaus for a while. Then it jumps again and jumps again. And each one of those jumps were precipitated by something that happened in Christianity, whether it was the rise of uh, the monasteries, um, which, you know, then gave rise to the monastery cathedral schools, which were the modern precursor of the university. Right. And Uh, that uh, didn't that coincide with. Uh, what do they call it? It, it? It's not the Reformation. It's uh, something earlier in the church called the, I think it was called the Reformata. The it might have been. Pope, I know there was, Pope Gregory, there was the, I believe. the Great Schism too, but that was like between Eastern Orthodox and Catholic. Yeah, I just was, I, I was, I've been listening to an audio book called Dominion by Tom Holland and he. That is an excellent book. Yeah, have you read it? Uh, I have it. It's on my to get list because. Yeah. It is really good. I think I'm. Yeah, I'm about uh, three quarters of the way through, um, and yeah, it, it, I believe it was Pope Pope Gregory yeah. when he decided, you know, we need to like stop, uh, you know, I don't know if they were burning people at the stake or whatever, but they, you know, they, they need, you know, he made the decision that, you know, we need to, you know, educate people, <laughs> and right. I think that's what <laughs> that coincided with what you're talking about in the monasteries. Yeah. Um. Then, of course, there was there is a huge jump in interest in science at the uh, at the Reformation, believe mm-hmm. it or not, because right. the split between the Catholic Church and the newly reformed churches meant that it wasn't a single solitary source that was sponsoring scientists. Right. All right. Right. Protestant right, right. churches and Catholic churches, all of a sudden it was kind of like a, a competition. We'll call it a, yeah. You know, an arms race between you know the Catholics and the Protestants on, you know. Yeah, who can be more uh, yep. progressive, kind of. <laughs> yep. Yep. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> to laugh for lack of a better and, term, yeah. I mean, he he showed how that like even in modern times, like Christians are hugely active in the sciences. Yeah. Um. 
you know, and just showed all the awards that Christians have won all the years. He said, almost every major scientific field that you can name, mm-hmm. he said, was founded by a Christian. Right. It was a Christian scientific father who, or, or mother of that discipline, was because of them. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it was, it was a fabulous, we had, we had non-believers attending, we had, you know, uh, others, you know, attending that, you know, that were probably hostile to the Christian message, and it was great, you know, especially at the end when they said, you know, what brought you into Christianity? And he said, you know, well, he said, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. My dad mm-hmm. was a, is an atheist, still mm-hmm. is an atheist, he said. But my dad was happy to go to church if you asked him to go to church because he figured, well, you know, Christianity serves its purpose. It's, you know, a useful fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he said, I was very antagonistic towards that. And he said, my wife and I got invited to a evangelical church. He said, we had never really been to an evangelical church. He said, my wife may have had some idea of God, but certainly not, you know. And the pastor made all these audacious statements during the the time, including that Jesus was the smartest person that ever lived. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know what, all right, if, if, if Jesus, I want to go out and see what this, you know, 2,000-year-old, you know, stage has to say that's so intelligent. He said, so I went and I bought a Bible. He said, I think I got like a dime store Bible. He said, I wasn't willing to pay more than five bucks for it. You can pick one up (laughs) just about any, just stand in front of a school certain parts of the year and a Gideon will come along. (laughs) Yes. He said, the weird thing about reading it was, he said, if you ever stop to think about this, he said, Christian is not like any of the other holy books out there. It's not like the Hindu scriptures right. or Islam or, you know, um, the Buddhists or, you know, uh, the Bahi faith. Or he said, you have, when you get those books, it's all about messages and, and rules and structures to follow from the great leaders of whatever that faith is. Right. He said, the Bible is... He said it's it's first century biography. Four of them. Right, right, right. And he said, "Hey, I do this for a living. I investigate cold cases where there may there's not a body anymore, there's not a crime scene anymore. You know, the evidence is gone. The people who interviewed the, you know, the any witnesses or whatever, they're usually gone or retired as well." He said, "This is what I do for a living." Right. So he put it together as a cold case. Hmm. And at the end of it, he said, I had, he said, no choice. He said, to be intellectually honest, I had, I had to become a Christian. I had to pay attention to it. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> Lee Strobel and yeah. Uh, yeah, Simon Greenleaf. And yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I just got invited. He sent us um, other apologists in the area that were, that they were doing a, a conference down in Corona. So last weekend on Friday night, I went down to Corona and then got up early Saturday and repeated it. Mm-hmm. And it was good. I mean, Lenny Espiritu, he's going to be coming to our facility for a uh, talk on the resurrection. Uh, uh, and then uh, sometime out in August, September, John Noyes from Stand to Reason is going to come out. Um, yeah, I've heard that name before. <laughs> going to fill someone else in there at some point. Um, but, I mean, the conference was great. It had Hugh Ross. It had oh, wow. uh, Detective Wallace was there again. Um, Lenny Espiritu was there. Uh, so I'll take it, Ken. Actually. I'll take it Ken Ham wasn't there then. No, no. <laughs> you can't get I, him and Hugh Ross in the same. Hugh, I think Hugh Ross would throw a brick at him. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I think Ken would beat him to it. <laughs> I I told I mean, you my I, my I'd Ken. I'd pay to see that. I'd pay to see it. But, I told you my Ken uh, Ham story, right? When I I I saw him, I met him at a uh, Answers in Genesis uh, conference, and I went. I had just finished reading the Fingerprint of God, and I went up and asked him about it. 
I said, what do you think of uh, Hugh Ross? Well, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, isn't he? You know? <laughs> I was like, hold on there. Hold on there, Crocodile Hunter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, and then I guess he's got in a in a huff with, of all people, William Lane Craig. Oh, wow. Uh, so they had, you know, a duel there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Friday night, it was, uh, who was speaking Friday night? It was Hugh Ross and Craig Hazen. Craig Hazen was also there. Okay. Huh. Um, and then Saturday, the... Uh, Lenny um, Esperito, Wallace. Um, I saw Monique Dusen, and that was at the the breakout event. So you could either go see um, Monique Dusen or Joe Dallas, one of the two. Okay. Um, I decided to stay for the you know, playing. Uh, you know, it was basically critical race theory. Oh. Okay. How, how Christians should respond to it. Oh wow. And then at the end was uh, Beckett. Um, Thomas of Beckett? He's still alive? No, well, oh. not Thomas Beckett. Oh. But oh. Okay. Beckett <laughs> Cook. Okay. Um, who was really, really good. Hmm. Um, he was, you know, I think it was up till he said nine and a half years ago, he was, you know, practicing homosexual. Um, and with Hollywood, he knows some producers he's wrote in a few like minor screenplays and everything himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and he said he, him and a friend were, you know, met at a coffee shop in Hollywood. And he said, there was a group sitting next to us and they had Bibles on the table. He said, his friend was a little bit more antagonistic. We you know, you know, are you Christians? You know, kind of. Mm-hmm. And he said, I had never seen a Bible in LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not really. And so He said it ended up being like a 45 minute dialogue back and forth and he said towards the end they said you really ought to come to our church this sunday and he said at that point i had to ask him the the sixty four thousand dollar question which was you know so what does your church think of of homosexuality and he said they didn't sugarcoat it they didn't do anything he said which i appreciate now Mm -hmm. but he said well we we think it's a sin Mm -hmm. all right uh, he ended up going to that church and he said, you know, the, the, the pastor was speaking on Romans and he said, during the worship that followed, he said, God just, he said, it was a, it was a road to Damascus moment. Mm. He said, it was like, boom inside of me. And he said, I knew at that point, homosexuality and everything had to be behind me. It was, it, it wasn't compatible with whatever, wherever I was going. All I knew at that particular moment was I want this Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he said he was bawling so hard while in the church there, people were concerned. They were coming up to me going in. He said, I could hardly catch a breath. I was, you know, yeah, sobbing. And he said, you know, then I, you know, I got home. He said, you know, I'm totally wrecked. Gotta go in. I lay down. And he said, Right as I'm laying down, boom, I get hit a second time. And he said, that's it. I've never, you know, I've never looked back. Wow. So he has his own podcast now, the, you know, the Beckett Cook Show. Mm. So that's, I'm grateful that, that gives me something else now to listen to. But <laughs> I got to tell him, he's got to get up there with like Mike Winger and do like the two and three hour, you know, podcast because right right yeah yeah i listened to um this guy named daryl cooper he does a show called the martyrs martyrs made podcast and they're yeah they're four hours long sometimes (laughs) and they're like six parters i like uh he did a six-part series on jim jones and the people's temple and it was like six episodes and most of them were at least two hours long you know, it's like, well, I'll have to check them out then. Oh yeah. That sounds about right for my commute. So. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. Well, I'd also like, I took up walking, you know, I took someone's advice and try to get uh 10,000 steps a day. Haven't been doing it lately because of, uh, because of the weather. But, um, but when I was doing it, you know, that, that's perfect. You could just walk and walk and walk and yeah. listen to the, you know, listen to the, podcast and you can really concentrate that way too i don't know about yeah. you but i'm i have to be doing something while i'm 
listening to a, a audio book or a podcast. So driving, walking, yeah. you know, digging in the yard, <laughs> which you did plenty of today, right? Oh yeah, that's just a whole another sorted story there. So <laughs> you wore yourself out. Yep. And, you, you were building and I mean, a chicken coop. We've got to. We've got to finish it within. You know. I think this weekend because the the chicks are out, rapidly outgrowing their intermediate coop in the backyard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> here and but we want a predator proof. We don't want right. anything to be able to get in there and like last year and cause the massacre. Well, yeah, but, those eggs are so expensive now that you gotta you gotta put those chickens in in a supermax. Well, you know, I was I'm thinking about wiring up some you know automated turrets out there. Yeah, I probably end up shooting myself. So, <laughs> yeah, just get one of those private prison companies to come over and yeah. build you something. <laughs> but we we didn't renovate the coop at all after the the last chickens died because you know well you know it was nice to have firm fresh eggs, yeah. but you know. That was it. Wasn't a necessity or anything. Right. Then when the the whole world went freaking crazy, yeah, <laughs> a couple months ago, and we're looking yeah. at seven dollars a you know, uh, man, a dozen. I know it's just insane. At least Costco and, Costco keeps it sort of sane. Yeah, a little bit, and they've been coming down. I think. I think my mom. Yeah, my mom was it's telling been, me she been, she saw them for ninety nine cents a dozen over at uh over at the Vons. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Maybe you know. You know how things go. They they overcorrect and they overproduce, yeah. and yeah. prices yeah. come back down, and the cycle starts all over again. <laughs> yeah. So my wife actually found out that the the feed store next to us was getting and chicks. Uh huh. All right. So the lady told her, "I really don't know what to expect." You know. I'd be here like at opening. She said, we usually open, you know, at eight. But she said, I'm going to bring the chicks in. I'm going to let them out, have a drink of water from their ordeal of being, you know, from handed off at the post office. Mm -hmm. And so my wife got there and then a few other people trickled in. So she got out and, you know, was waiting, you know, right there at the Mm -hmm. front door. And uh, the lady pulled up. And said, you know, hold the crowd. Okay, I'm going in. You know, she said, let me unlock it. She said, let me get the chick situated, and then I'll come out and open up. Well, as soon as she unlocked the door, everybody just broke ranks and was just like <laughs> slamming in and pushing in. <laughs> My wife goes in there. She said, people are grabbing chicks as fast as she's putting them in the. Oh my gosh. The thing, and I mean, she's Black Friday she's for mortified. chickens. Yeah. So she grabbed nine of them, which is probably more than we need, right. but, you know, we got nine and then, you know, she quick got out and, you know, she said people were pushing and shoving and I go, that's over $7 a dozen eggs. <laughs> Can you imagine if there's ever a real yeah. food shortage? I know, dude. Yeah, Costco with the bags of rice and the beans. Like, I, <laughs> I remember back when COVID first hit, you know, the, the first time i was able even to get into costco you know people people were rushing to get to those uh to the beans and rice aisle (laughs) yep yep you know after the toilet paper was gone (laughs) i'm I'm gonna say i'll bet you anything that that people are still eating basmati rice and beans right oh i'm uh, yeah (laughs) yeah i'm i'm still eating basmati rice absolutely (laughs) yeah and i don't even like it <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, um, I think we pretty much solved all the world's problems here, as we usually do. Well, um, you know what? I'm still broke, so well, there's a problem out there we haven't solved yet. Oh, okay. The money thing. Yeah, the money. <laughs> well, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll fig- we got time. We got time to figure that out, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. We're both Just remember getting younger. That, that- the Beatles Revolution and, and Acid Head can't go together. So. No, they can't. No, no. That's my uh, wife was saying. If you were on drugs and those were like back to back, that's kind of like throwing your car into reverse on the freeway. That'd be fun to watch. <laughs> watch somebody on acid listen to Revolution yeah. and then Acid Head. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd sell tickets. All yeah. right, Patrick. Will you enjoy your your St. Patrick's Day? Um, and you tell Mel that we all said hi and. When you see Sarah the was kids trying to get her and... in on this. I'm like, right. there's nobody in the world who knows music more than you do. Exactly. Go, Why wouldn't you get in here and argue? Right. So tell her. Tell her she's welcome. She said, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm too timid. <laughs> she's more than welcome. Well, she doesn't have to <laughs> get on the show. She can weigh in on uh, Facebook and, and uh, you know, Instagram and whatnot and, you know, presti- I don't think either of us are on Instagram or Twitter. Okay, well, Facebook. I can't do poll. Um, I can't do I'm polls old. on Facebook, but I, 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 uh, I, I post a link to the to the episode, and um, I'll just put a little thing of you know which song you know, and, and you guys can weigh in that way. So, yeah, any yeah, any anytime she has anything to contribute, uh, it's more than welcome. <laughs> You know, it was funny during the the Q and A at the after the end of the apologetics event, uh-huh. which is like typically some of the best because you know you got people in line to ask questions. Right. And, this is at your work uh, or down at Corona? Yeah, down in Corona. Oh, okay. And so you could see there was I think there was a couple like high schoolers in line. Uh huh. And so one of them, the panels up there on stage, and you know. And Beckett Cook happened to have uh, the hot mic at the time, you know, that they're passing between themselves. Right. And so, the you know, teenager comes up going, if you could, you know, go back in time to your younger self and give one piece of advice, you know, what would that piece of advice be? And Beckett Cook, without, even without missing a beat, just goes, don't be gay. He's like, oh, wow. nope, that's not a road you want to go down. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's wild. All right. Well, I think again, uh, we're gonna probably have to wrap it up. We're over forty-five minutes, and uh, yeah, well, yeah. And anybody who has a forty-five-minute commute, I'm jealous of. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> You're gonna have to listen to some <laughs> uh, uh, some other podcasts now to make up for. Yeah, the I hope rest you just get into the curb on Shamrocks tomorrow, and exactly. you know, right. you have to wait for triple A. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, in, until next time, um, I will uh, sign off here. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off. I'm gonna play out a uh, a song my brother's band uh, called. He had a band called Rosetta's Tone, and so I'm gonna play out. It'll I'll put it in in post. Uh, but it's a song called uh, God. What was the last one? When will it end? I think I I've been playing you know those in rotation now yeah it has like four of them so if you know anybody that has any uh has any mp3s you know of, of original music that they want they want on the show let just let me know all right okay mail doesn't mail wasn't a band right did she have any yeah, you know I, i'm rich has got to have something yeah right? rich, oh yeah rich yeah we need to get rich on here too so he can <laughs> he can tell us how how terrible our taste in music is <laughs> all right patrick all you right. enjoy Take the rest care, of your Chris. night and we will talk to you later all right, all right. Bye. have a good one